When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, all right, I think we're ready. Um, I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. And I'm super excited because I'm sitting across from someone that I have wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. She is lovely, and she's one of the most instrumental people in getting me to start the podcast. Um, and I've got tonight Katie Tratner. Hi. hi. Yes, hi. I'm so excited that you're me here. Too. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So go ahead and introduce yourself, and you can like talk about how we met or whatever you want. And, oh gosh. Um, what you do and all that stuff. Like, Which is nothing. No. No, okay. no, no. That's not true. <laughs> Katie is, she works at one of the coolest places you can work. I do. I work for the Metropolitan Library System, Mm -hmm. and I cannot say enough good things about our local library system. It's amazing and wonderful, and the people are incredible, and I've been there, oh my gosh, almost a decade. Oh, wow, really? almost 10 years I didn't realize that. Yeah, the end of 2020, I will have been there for for 10 years. That's amazing. Yeah, which is the longest I've ever been at any job ever in my entire life. I don't think I know a single person our age who has done that. I don't. I don't don't think, I don't think I know anybody who has been at their current job that long. That's amazing. It's a long time. It is. Like what I do is very small. I don't do, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't do public services. It's behind the scenes stuff that I do. Yeah. But I really love that I get to go into work and I put my headphones in and Mm -hmm. I listen to audiobooks all day long and I talk to maybe like three people all day long. And it's wonderful. That sounds like the dream. <laughs> it's wonderful. That and you see all the new books. So yes. I get to see all the new books before yes. like anybody else does. Yes. I love it when you send like pictures of the new books. That's the awesome. romance novel titles yes. are the oh, best. Oh, they're the best. They are the best. They're hilarious and so wrong. Yes. Oh, they're so funny. Yeah. Speaking of which, before we got on here, we were uh, talking about Chuck Tingle, oh, which if you God. don't know who Chuck Tingle is, you need to look him up because um, he's doing some amazing things with... Uh, comedy erotica or erotic comedy I guess you would say and dinosaurs and cloning yes and And like getting like it's ridiculous like you just need you cannot it cannot be explained you just need to go look like it's it's crazy like I haven't read anything but I'm a fan yeah same same I haven't read anything but I'm like what you're doing you're this is amazing Mm -hmm. so I love him he's wonderful yeah he is he's pretty cool so uh Katie and I met through Marissa who has been on the podcast and Katie is also a writer um and she's a photographer she does all that she does all the things all the things um so one of the reasons that I wanted to have Katie on is because she is getting ready to release um she just released the paperback version but she's getting ready to release the ebook of deep water which is a short story collection yes very small but yes. very exciting very exciting it's so yeah. exciting it is so very exciting, exciting. And one of the stories in it, it's not it's not exactly what we're going to be talking about, but it made me think of this topic. Um, if you want to kind of introduce what that story is. Um, 
So I have a story called Isaac, and it's about a little boy who brings a dead rabbit back to life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of pulled that from an experience I had in my childhood. But I'm also fascinated by the idea of, of being able to bring something back from the dead or being able to cure something or, mm -hmm. or make something happen just through pure belief. Yes. Belief. Yeah. It's amazing. It's very, very compelling. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, yeah. So today what we're going to be talking about, um, is faith healing, which it's kind of an eerie topic to me because I think it also goes into like true crime type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there is a lot of scandal attached to it and some, some ethical gray areas, I would say, like Definitely. at the least, like one of the things we'll get to about the comment from the televangelist about flu season, like oh my that, gosh. Kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, one of the first things I wanted to do, though, was kind of talk about both of our religious backgrounds and upbringings. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you want to go ahead. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start. What, what church? Well, I kind of grew up Baptist. Okay. Like my mom and dad took us to Baptist church when we were little, but... We moved around so much that we didn't really have a church that we went to all the time because mm -hmm. we lived overseas and we lived in different parts of the states. My dad, or different parts of the country, because my dad was Navy. Yeah. So, like, I had 13 schools in oh, 12 wow. years. That's oh how much gosh. we moved around. Um, so, there wasn't like a church, church we went to, but there were a few that they picked up along the way, kind of. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of years, my mom and dad weren't very religious. And Recently, my mom has become uber religious. Mm -hmm. It's become this very weird, it's completely taken over her life. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say cult, but I mm -hmm. might be saying cult, but I'm right. not going to say that because I don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I know that's not how she perceives it, but mm -hmm. it is very, like the change in my mom is significant between now and like five years ago. Mm -hmm. But raised Baptist... Um, pretty traditional. Um, I can't remember what my grandparents were. They were, uh, I used to go to my great grandparents' farm in Kansas, mm -hmm. and they weren't Catholic, but I Methodist or something where they passed around the little cups of juice. And yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So what, we did that when mm -hmm. I was little, when we visited and, mm -hmm. and like. We did that. We did that. I, uh, I grew up in the church of Christ in Moore and I, I have talked about this with someone recently and we both like had the same experience. So that was one of the things that you could do only if you had been baptized. Ooh. You can only have the juice and wafers if you've been mm -hmm. baptized. So as a wee child, during the limited amount of time that I was in church as a child, I wanted to get baptized so bad because I wanted those nasty little crackers and those, that nasty juice. They came in the cutest cups. They were like, so cute. They were just like, made for children. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. were just like pocket size. Oh, like, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to take this home with me. Mm -hmm. The blood oh, of Christ. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that like I snuck one a few <laughs> times because I <laughs> can remember wonderful. drinking from it. And as I'm thinking about it, I can remember the taste of it and like the feel of the little cup at my lips. Yeah. So I was obsessed with those. I told my mom I wanted to get baptized and she was like, I'll get into like my family history with religion in a second. But my mom's like, okay, why? And I'm like. I'm, I'm probably like seven or eight. So I, you know, I'm trying to come up with like a good lie, okay. like, yeah. you know, like a good reason, like not, yeah. and I don't say anything like, I'm not like, because Jesus is my savior. I think I actually told her I want to drink the juice. <laughs> like, 
And she looked at me and she said, okay, no, that's not happening. You're not getting baptized for that reason. Like that's, that's like just... the best answer though. That's so honest. Yeah. I'm like, I want, it's literally, it was just a thing of, I want to be in the super secret club. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be in the club. Okay. I want to drink the juice. Which is how religion works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So my, my family, um, my grandma's generation was pretty active in the church of Christ in more. And, um, then that next generation, which was like my mom's generation less so. And then my generation, I don't even know if anybody in my family still goes there besides like the older, older people. Mm -hmm. But, um, anyway, my grandparents were super liberal about religion. My grandma, my grandpa, um, my grandpa had pretty liberal ideas about religion and my grandma was kind of the same way, even though she had been raised in the church of Christ and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, my mom and dad, my mom kind of, she, she didn't really get turned off by religion, I think, but she was more like, I don't know. She was, she just wasn't like super into it. My dad was super turned off by religion Mm because he was raised Baptist and he had a bad experience with that. And so he was just kind of like, I'm never going to church as an adult. Like, I don't want to. I don't have to. Makes sense. Yeah. And my parents never forced me to go to church. And I was actually the one who was like, can we go to church, please? Because like all my little friends went to church. church. Yeah. yeah. And so my mom was like, okay, we'll go to church. And I remember, um, so this is a funny story about growing up in the Church of Christ. So um, when I was about 14-ish, I wanted to be in the youth group because that was like, the cool kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were, you had to be in the youth group to like be cool, whatever. And, and they had like sleepovers at the church and played capture the flag. And I really wanted to do that <laughs> again. My motivations are very bad. That's how they get you though. Yeah. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. come drink the Kool-Aid and be friends with us. Right. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I tell the youth minister we're like doing, I think it's like a Wednesday night group type thing. And, um, he basically sits us all down and he says this church the church of Christ does not allow gay people. And so everybody is just kind of like, okay. And I look at him and I'm like, I said, well, how would you know? And I said, there could be gay people that go here. Yeah. And he said, well, I would know. And I was like, he was like, because you know, he was like, well, you'd know, like they're in a relationship with a man or a woman or whatever. And I said, but not everyone is out of the closet. And that upset him so badly oh. that he like told me to shut up and didn't want me asking any more questions. Oh my gosh. And so like, it kind of reminds me like of a conversation that my mom and I had not that long ago when I was asking her, I think I sent it to you guys when I was like, if God is all powerful and the devil's such a problem, why, did it, why doesn't he just get rid of him? Yes. Like that whole yeah. thing. Okay. That has messed me up ever since I had that thought. Like that has <laughs> messed with me. So I was asking her that not too long ago. And she was like, you need to be quiet or they're going <laughs> to run you out of this town on a rail. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Okay. So maybe I should. But anyway, so that being said, we both kind of grew up around evangelical mm-hmm. type faiths, that sort of thing. Um, and for me, faith healing was not like a part of the church of Christ at any point that I was like in it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, was it ever anything that you were around not not anything I was ever mm-hmm. around like the closest we ever got to like being anything very interesting were like baptisms in the ocean or yeah. like oh we're out cool. of a lake or something yeah. mm-hmm. but that was like the most exciting it ever got yeah oh my gosh yeah I always I always feel like so bad because there is nowhere that I feel more 
fraudulent about myself than in church. Like there's nowhere that I feel more like I don't belong here. I am a fake, like that kind of, that kind of feeling like, and I, I kind of envy people that can embrace that and, you know, find that place to fit mm -hmm. so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, and I think there's probably some comfort to be derived from, um, believing and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm very bad at it. And anyway, so faith healing, what we're talking about today, um, Wikipedia defines it as quote, the practice of prayer and gestures, such as laying on of hands, that are believed by some to elicit divine intervention in spiritual and physical healing, especially in the Christian practice. And it went on to say that like, this is also done in some other religions, but it has become primarily associated with American televangelists. Mm -hmm. That's like the major association that it has today. Um, And like I said, I was not raised religious. The first exposure I really had to this was like either televangelists or mm-hmm. seeing it on an episode of the x-files or or true detective oh my god they had the tent revival scene that was crazy oh okay. my god oh yeah. my god yeah oh my god so yeah and that was kind of similar to like the x-files thing i mm-hmm. think it was like a tent revival type thing and i can't remember exactly what was going on because it kind of bleeds into that supernatural episode about the same thing have you seen that one yeah okay yeah. so it's kind of like are they faking are they not like mm-hmm. and then the twist is like oh it's real like that kind of that yeah. kind of thing um But yeah, so, and laying on of hands is like where they actually put their hands on you during prayer or baptism or any of those situations. Um, And this is kind of a funny story about that. So I do have one experience with this that I was telling you about earlier today. Mm -hmm. So once upon a time, I was attending a church in the city because it was during a period in my life where I think that if you grow up religious, even if you're not religious, if you're in a religious family, you feel an amount of responsibility Absolutely. and guilt for not being at church and mm-hmm. not living that life. The pressure. Yes. Peer pressure. There is. Yes. Yeah. Even if no one's actually saying it to you, it's there is still, that it's mm-hmm. still there. Like, and so I think for a lot of my twenties, I struggled with that. And so I would attend church on and off and, um, I would try so hard cause I wanted that sense of belonging. I wanted that, like, I wanted to feel something. I wanted to feel what these people around me were feeling and yeah. I just never did. And, um, but there was one time at this church in the city. So this girl that I had known for quite a while, um, she and her boyfriend had broken up and it was a very tragic situation with him. Um, but not for her really. And she had decided she wanted to get back with him. And she asked a group of us to pray over her and put our hands on her <laughs> oh, to pray gosh. that he like texted her or like came back into her life. And I just, I just remember that moment just being like, it was a moment where I feel like I saw her crystal clear for the first time kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like it was just just, like, I was like, this is what we're doing right now. This is really happening. This is a, this is happening. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If I could have somebody touch me and pray for me that maybe I win the lottery tomorrow. Yeah. I might take that chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, it's kind of like when you see people like, thank God for being able to find their keys or, you know, that things like are getting a good parking spot or things. It's kind of like an insult to the idea of God, I think. Because all of that is so random. Yeah. And so superficial, like in comparison to like starving children and stuff like that. Or the fires in Australia. Exactly. Oh God, that makes me, oh, it makes me so sick. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So according that this I already said that the according to this, it's also in the Jewish tradition um, and it has become mainly associated with televangelism. So let's get into it. Um, according to Newsweek, 72 percent of Americans believe that prayer or divine intervention can cure an otherwise incurable disease. Mm-hmm. Isn't that scary? That surprised me. Really surprised me. Having, you know, grown up in Oklahoma to an extent and met the mm-hmm. people that I've met and like even just being in the church a little bit mm-hmm. growing up, the, like the youth groups and stuff, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't at all for me. Really? Because okay. my mom's like answer is go pray about it. Yeah. I feel like I've, I, even though I had that experience in childhood and like young adulthood and then dabbled in it in my twenties, I think that I... I have this tendency to think that everyone thinks like I do. Yeah. And I think we all kind of get into that little like bubble. It's almost like when you're a kid and if your parents are together, you think everyone's parents are together. Mm -hmm. Or if your parents are divorced, you think everyone's parents are divorced. Because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I just, that just really surprised me that, but there was a, that, that surprised me. But, um, I think that that also, probably is taking into account people who are saying that they believe in the power of prayer, mm-hmm. which I think is a totally different thing than, I because I think that you can, I mean, obviously you can have the power of prayer and also be seeking medical treatment, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some examples of things that people have claimed were cured with faith healing are blindness, deafness, cancer, developmental disorders, defective speech, arthritis, ane- arthritis anemia, corns, Multiple, scler- multiple sclerosis, various industri- injuries, skin rashes, and total body paralysis, not to mention AIDS. Skin rashes. Yes. I'm sorry. What were they doing that they got a rash and then they needed to pray to God for? Right. That, yeah. That. What I love about this list is like we've got we've got the big ones on here. Like we've got cancer. We've got AIDS. Yeah. We've got um, anemia. And then we've got corns. <laughs> And skin rashes. Yeah. So, like, some of the most common. Right. Yeah. Easily treated. Right. Yeah. And, but, but when you're in a religion that tells you you can't seek a doctor, you know, I mean, things like that can become deadly. Not corns necessarily, but like, I mean, a rash, rash. some rashes can, like, if you don't treat them. Um, and, Anyway, the total body paralysis thing made me think of this episode of Frasier. And I want to plug it because, like, I that's what I Frasier's do. Frasier's wonderful. It's so good. So, mm-hmm. so, so good. I'm so sad that it's not on Netflix anymore. I know. I went to pull it up the other day mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. And I was like, God damn it. It's on Prime, though, and okay. Hulu. Oh. It's on both of those. I'm saved. Yeah, you're saved. saved. Yeah. Thank Jesus. So, um, so anyway, there's an episode. Uh, Frasier's ex-wife's name is Lilith. And she has this uh, half-brother named Blaine who is just this absolute, like, scumbag, like, um, always conning people out of money, just like a snake oil salesman, kind of, basically. Anyway, he shows up back in Frazier's life, and Frazier is just horrified because he's like, what does he want now? And it turns out now he's, like, an evangel- mm-hmm. evangelical preacher. I, I don't know why I, like, had a brain fart about how to say <laughs> that. That was weird. Um, so, anyway, he's a preacher now, and Frazier is immediately suspicious, just immediately, like, he is full of shit. Like the, all of you are being conned by him. <laughs> and they're all just like, what is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you believe a man of God? And he's like in, he also is in a wheelchair now. And oh Frazier is just like, yes. Frazier's like, I he for- doesn't really need a wheelchair, all this stuff. And I forgot about yes, the wheelchair. And yes, he dumps him out he of it. He dumps him out of it in the, um, oh at gosh, the like yes. revival. And, and Blaine like goes spilling across the floor and like doesn't get up. Yeah. And so Frazier's like, 
oh my god maybe he really is paralyzed whatever and but then at the end of the episode it turns out like the wheel like Blaine leaves the apartment and then there's like uh something happens and Fraser goes back to the door and he opens it and it's just the mm. wheelchair sitting there and Blaine has like left and he's like Blaine <laughs> it just like freaks out but it always makes me think of that like this whole kind of thing makes me think of that episode but yeah, and like I said, this is not to discount the power of prayer or anything like that. I actually think that in some cases, I think that that can make a difference because I think it has a lot to do with, number one, the mindset of the mm-hmm. person who's trying to get better. I agree. And number two, the energy being projected towards them because I think there's a lot going on with that. I think that's absolutely true. But yeah. I think you can have faith and pray without it being about God or Jesus. I think Yes, you can- absolutely have faith in something mm-hmm. larger than yourself and have that mm-hmm. make a positive difference and healing. Yes, I think so too. Definitely. Um, and in a lot of cases, like for, for 90% of people, I would say this is just supplemental to medical care. This yeah. is just something like you see that all the time on Facebook, like um, someone's child is sick or someone's been injured or something. And they ask for prayers, but they mm-hmm. are also seeking medical attention and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, and this is the part that just like, baffles me um so there are a few religious sects that completely shun medical care in favor in favor of faith healing that's insane to me that's crazy it is it is vaccinate your children yes yes i read something that really shocked me in a good way um the tulsa health department did a poll and 96 percent of oklahomans believe that vaccinations work that is amazing and i love it i know it made me so happy it made me really happy yeah so um Anyway, one of these groups that is known for refusing medical care, I've got to bring up because we got to talk about Val Kilmer. Like Val Kilmer always comes up on this podcast and this is just a sad story to me. So he is a Christian scientist. See, I didn't know that. Yes, he is a Christian scientist. And um, some people don't know that he kind of drifted out of the spotlight for a while. And that was because he was struggling with cancer. And he denied for a really long time that he had cancer. And he was like, I'm going to pray about it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And finally, um, finally, he, it kind of, I think that Michael Douglas did an interview and Michael Douglas let slip that he did have cancer. Mm -hmm. And so then it was kind of like he couldn't deny it anymore. And he had to like say something. Well, anyway, so he gets out of the, out of the spotlight and he's like trying to deal with it. And it was really sad because you'd see him at different things and he always had a scarf around his neck yeah, and I then that. well the reason for that um just recently this last year he uh came out and said it's because he had to have a tracheotomy oh my gosh and so that's why he's been wearing the scarf and he but he did like an ama on reddit in 2017 and had talked about how jesus had healed his cancer and all this wow. stuff yes and which i guess was not true because he has been struggling so much since then like I don't really know what's going on with it. He's very private about it. And it makes me sad because I like, I get that that is your individual choice. And like, if you want to decline medical care and you're an adult, that is your choice, whatever. But it makes me sad just to see him, to see that when he doesn't have to do that. That's that's what I don't understand. Why do you take on all that pain and suffering when you know there is a perfectly Mm -hmm. viable option out there? Yes could save your life yeah why would you choose to die or suffer or 
have part of your throat cut out and walk around with a scarf around your neck and pretend you're okay when you're not. When you're not. Yeah, exactly. And it's something about in Christian science, like they believe that there is like the spiritual reality and the like real reality. Mm -hmm. And when you pray, it like brings the spiritual reality in harmony with the actual reality. And so that's kind of how they believe faith healing works. So it's like, it's almost like from what I could understand, him having cancer is like a distortion of reality or something. So, so does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I can see how you would believe that and be like, okay, I'm just going to pray until it and just, oh my until God. Until everything's in tune yes. and, and mm-hmm. connected. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that is one of the religions that is like that. Another one is Pentecostal, which is not all Pentecostals just refuse. Some. Yes. It's just a very small percentage, like probably less than 10%. Mm-hmm. Um but what I think is really interesting about that is that there's also a very small percentage of Pentecostals that do snake handling. Do they do it together? That's what I is wonder. Because, because, okay, so as of 2003, there have been 100, at least 100 documented deaths at, as a direct result of being bitten by a venomous snake. Over 100. Over 100. Over a hundred. Like, so you're walking into the church with your snakes and we're like, we're going to do some snake dancing today. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to die. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You don't know. You're just like. Which, to be honest, would be way more exciting than church was when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Playing Russian roulette with snakes. Yeah, it's like celebrity death match, but like with snakes and Jesus. And Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, and I guess that like the thing is, you know, if you are handling a snake and it bites you, I think it's something like. God will heal you or maybe you're sinful or something like that. Like, so you fucked your neighbor. You're going to get bit by a snake. I guess so. I guess so. And then if you, you know, so that's kind of what I was trying to wrap my head around. Cause I was like, if there's this small percentage, I wonder if those intersect, like the people who do not believe in modern medicine and the people who believe in snake handling. I'm, I don't know. I'm fascinated. I know. I was fascinated by that too, because I was like, that is really, really interesting. Um, and the other religions, uh, let's see, it the Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. um, the Amish, and shocker, Scientologists. Which, who, yeah, yeah. So when I was in LA, they, I walked out of the, of the tragical history tour building, and like walked out on the street and hadn't realized when Dustin dropped me off there that mm-hmm. right across the street was the Scientology Anti Psychiatry Museum. I'm I'm sorry. The anti psychiatry. Yes. Did you go inside? No, I was scared. <laughs> How did it look? I'm curious. so on the outside. It like it was glass, like glass windows. Mm-hmm. When all windows are glass, whatever. But um, so like big plate glass windows mm-hmm. and um, big signs, like big printouts behind them. Um, and one of them had a bunch of pills like falling out of a container, and then on it was like some bogus ass quote about like how I don't know what what the pills were doing to children or something like that it was something completely either taken out of context or straight up made up like that yeah sounds about right yeah so it was very I mean I think I would have gone in but I was a little bit scared of it I would have been petrified yeah I was just kind of freaked out by it like I just kind of stood there for a second and stared at it no I I would have like clutched my medication in my purse and exactly very quickly yeah. away because I'm pretty sure I probably had like Valium in my purse at the time and so I'm like I wonder I mean that just it just really freaks me out that they don't believe in psychiatry that really freaks me out but oh and what also like about the faith healing thing it's kind of um it's kind of disturbing to imagine like 
I know that you struggle with mental illness too. Mm -hmm. And it's really scary to think like of being in a position as a child for someone to tell you, well, you can just pray it away. That's terrifying. Like, why would you it is terrifying. leave a child in that situation where literally their brain is sabotaging everything about their everyday life? Mm-hmm. And you're just going to tell your kid, suck it up, pray. Pray, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, and that's where we're going to get into the um, ethical slash criminal um, side of this. So recently, this is one of my... The craziest things I've seen lately, like crazy. So Gloria Copeland is a um, televangelist wife who she is also a televangelist herself. Like, I think they kind of do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she uh, on their show actually said in 2018, um, don't get the flu shot and inoc- inoculate yourself with the word of God. That's terrifying and horrible what makes me so angry about this is like it's the same reason that i get angry about like scammers and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. i feel like they take advantage of people who are not as informed Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe i feel like a lot of her audience is going to be older people potentially that may not have access to all the information on the internet or something like that and i think that that is at the very least if not criminal i think it is wildly irresponsible i no i think it's criminal yeah like okay so recently my granddad he's 90 Mm -hmm. he got scammed somebody called him and said hey you know your nephew's in jail we need you to go pull three thousand dollars out and put it on gift cards oh my god he's 90 he doesn't know that makes me so three thousand dollars in like best buy gift cards yeah are you kidding me oh yeah like that's the same thing telling Mm -hmm. an old person don't get it God is going to save you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now they're going to get the flu and die. They're going to get robbed. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to have any money to pay for the funeral because... I'm I'm telling you right now, if my mom ever came to me and was like, I am not getting the flu shot because the word of God inoculated me, I would be like, you are getting in the car right now and we are... This is not happening. Like, like, this is my zip tie. Yeah. Don't fight me. We're going right now. Exactly. Yeah. So that... I, I mean, I think that that is like really scary for someone in a position like that with that kind of influence it's an abuse of power it is an abuse of power it is absolutely because if if she feels that way about herself like if she wants to do that Mm -hmm. that is fine and if you want to do that as an individual but i think to say that to people who are influenced by you i think that's wrong it's criminal and in my opinion i'm so suspicious and cynical that bitch probably got her fucking flu shot probably she yeah it yeah. came out that season and she was the first person in line yeah and oh her kids God. were yeah i'm Ugh. yeah it makes me really really upset so this that's kind of a lead into this next part so children in these situations where um people refuse medical care um that sort of thing so if a child needs medical attention and a parent refuses it based on faith what are the consequences mm-hmm. Um, So in a Healthline article from 2018, quote, 43 states had some level of exemption for parents who withhold medical care from their children on religious grounds. 43. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that is that is really crazy. And one thing that um, I did see that I found reassuring was there was a doctor who was they talked to. And he said that sometimes people, especially new doctors, make the mistake of assuming 
that because someone comes in and they're Jehovah's Witness, that they're going to refuse care. Mm -hmm. And he said in almost all cases, they don't. Good. He said that they... Rational human yes, beings. They, even though they are supposed to, they don't. They accept care for their mm -hmm. children. And he said in a lot of times, the parents will not accept care for themselves, but they, they will, will for their children. Yes. So it's very rare that, that this they, happens, that it yeah. actually happens and it leads to a death. But that has happened. Like that has... There's a website that you can go to and re, you can read about all the recent ones, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. But... Anyway, continuing this quote, in those states, if a parent refuses medical care for a child and opts instead for only spiritual treatment, the child won't be considered neglected under the law, even if they're harmed or die. Bullshit. Yeah, that really, that's very upsetting. That is, that is very upsetting. So when I worked at the funeral home, there was a one point where an adult person came in and they had died of the complications that ensue when you do not treat diabetes. Which is 100% manageable. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if they were Jehovah's Witness or uh, that one branch of Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember what their faith was, but it was faith related that they had refused medical treatment. And it was so sad. Like, it was just so sad because I think that, I think also it's sad for the people around them. Like, yeah. to watch that. Like, to watch you suffer when you don't have to kind mm -hmm. of a thing. I don't know. I just think it's it, it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, and, and because it was an adult, I wasn't really, I was bothered by it a little bit, but not as much as if it had been a child, like, yeah. I mean, oh my God, that would have been awful. Um, and like I said, it should also be noted that this type of neglect is very small in comparison to regular child neglect cases. Mm. It's not ha happening every day, but because of the extreme nature of it, when it does happen, it, you hear about it everywhere. Yeah. Which makes sense because, mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a little girl in, I believe it was Wisconsin or Minnesota, who was about 14, and she had juvenile diabetes, and her parents refused treatment, and she died. And this was not that long ago. That's what I think I remember mm -hmm. seeing on the news recently. Yeah. It um, it was not super long ago. Um, that is just like, oh, my God. I, I don't even know how you go on from that. Like, like as a mother? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Right. If my son or daughter had something like that that I could manage, we would be at the doctor every damn day. Mm -hmm. I would be on them. You're taking this medication. We're going to do this. We're going mm -hmm. to see this doctor. This is happening. Because I don't understand how you could bring a life into the world and nurse that life and like wipe boogers and butts and like mm -hmm. teach them how to read and then let them die because you don't want to give them medication. Right. That's insane to me. Yeah, it is. It's it's very It's very crazy. Um, and one fact that will make you very happy, I could not find a case of this that happened in Oklahoma. Yay. Yes. Go so us. go us. Yes. That made, that made me happy. And the vaccination statistic made me really happy. I'm so. actually really amazed by that. I was very surprised because I, and I think that it's a thing of like, I think the people who are against it are more vocal mm -hmm. than the people who are for it. I think kind that's of the thing. Definitely um, true. And I think what's sad about it is that there's so much misinformation out mm -hmm. there that people, it's just like your grandpa. I mean, I think that people get, we're, I think we are living in a time, this is super interesting to me. I think we are one generation away from there being a course in public school teaching you how to dif discern what is real and what is fake on the internet. Absolutely. I really think we are. I, I know yeah. that sounds crazy. No, it's I not. I think we are. Yeah. Like the misinformation out there is insane. And the things mm -hmm. that, that even people who put them out as fiction, yeah. like two steps away, somebody else believes them as fact. Oh yeah. 
And like, yeah. there's this huge disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really weird because we were living there. I saw this thing that somebody it's actually, I think it was actually somebody that listens to the podcast who I'm now friends with on Facebook. Um, and they had shared a thing that said, remember when we thought back in the 1800s or whatever, that the lack of access to information was why everyone was so dumb. <laughs> like, and they were like, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, we were wrong. That wasn't it. It's just us. Yeah. It's just, it's just us as a human species. Like we are just dumb, <laughs> but I yeah, that. I loved that so, so much, but yeah. Um, I want to like the snake handling thing. I, I, on my note on the outline says, unfortunately or fortunately, <laughs> I was not part of a snake handling church as a kid. But wouldn't that be fascinating to go watch? Oh, I think so. I think that would be really fascinating to go watch. I think, I can't remember where I saw it. I saw a documentary and I can't remember if it was on faith healing or if it was on just religion in general, but there was a section about, about snake handling and it Mm -hmm. was, it was, there was a video from inside the church and they were handling snakes and they were like milking the snakes for the venom and drinking the venom. Oh my God. That's one of the things I read was that sometimes they drink strychnine. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like why? Like Jesus gave me an iron stomach. Well, it's and what I think fun. is, what I think is super weird about that is like, I mean, I, and I'm, I guess this is bad for me to say, but if I was God or I was Jesus and I'm like looking down <laughs> on these people and they're like, I'm like, I gave you life yeah. and now you're drinking poison to test me. Be like, okay, see ya. Have exactly. Fun. Like it's kind of, it's, I mean, is that not seen as disrespectful in some way? I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. That's... I mean, cause it's kind of like, why would you like disrespect this? deity by trying to kill yourself yeah. like i like, don't know like a little kid going nanny nanny boo boo and then yeah. running away from their yeah. mom after like breaking something yeah exactly like it's just, just it's bizarre like it's so so strange um but yeah and one of the other things i wanted to bring up um so jay and i have talked about this guy several times off mic um i think his name is peter popoff and he sells that miracle spring water yes okay oh my gosh yes i've heard that name Oh my God. There are some amazing articles on the internet that are Mm. like expose type, like journalists, like looking into this, trying to get to the bottom of it. It is fascinating because this guy is a white collar criminal. Like he absolutely is. Like he is selling people snake oil. Successfully. Yes. Oh yes. Very successfully. Like he is, I think that one of the things that they, one of the reasons that they they can't do anything about it is because it's like, He's not, I think it's like not false advertisement because they can't really like say that the water is not magical or not blessed or whatever like that. So it's very, it's so weird. It, it's fascinating though. I've heard the name. I'm going to have to look him up. Yes, absolutely. Look it up. It is, you could go down the rabbit hole tonight if you wanted to when you get home. Like I you know what I'm doing later. I will try to find, I will find that article okay. about him um, that I read right after Jay and I had that conversation and I will post it in the Eriyoki's group tomorrow Yay. and I will send it to you tonight. Yes, please. So yeah, that is, I, I think that that's, that's kind of where I like was going with this. I think it's kind of an eerie thing, but I think it's more of a, I think it's more criminal than anything. Like, I think it's kind of, it's misleading. It's very, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, I, I, especially like the things like the woman saying inoculate yourself with the word of God. Yeah. I kind of feel like, I mean, I get it. I get that a lot of people are religious. A lot of people are very strong in their faith. 
and stuff like that. But I also think that wouldn't God want you to use medicine? I mean, mm-hmm. like, it seems like you are, if you're religious, if you read the Bible, if you believe, mm-hmm. you're given free will. He's given you the tools right. to make these choices for yourself. And mm-hmm. he's left it up to you. He's trusted you to take care of right. the gift he's given you. Yeah. And Which is kind of where I'm going with like the drinking of the strychnine. Like yeah. if he can't even trust you to not drink poison, labeled poison. Then oh well, like, it wasn't yeah, meant to be. Exactly. Like that's just kind of, that is crazy to me. That is crazy. But yeah, so I think that's about all we've got for you guys on our rant on faith healing on and craziness. Um, all that. So, uh, thank you so much for being here tonight, Katie. Thank, thank you, you so much. Me. I'm um, so excited. And if you want to, if you want to talk a little bit more about the details of where they can find your stories and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. go ahead. Um, I can be found online as Catherine Tratner because my real name is Catherine and I'm trying to be professional, but you know, profesh. Yeah, super. It's, it's not. It's not working for we me. We spell that for them because it is spelled differently than, than some Catherines. It is. It is. Yes. It's K A T H R Y N, and the last name is Tratner. T R A T T N E R, and Facebook and Instagram, and I am. I have a Twitter account. Mm. I am rarely on Twitter. I don't ever get on Twitter. I don't either. I hate it so much. Yes. Like I, it's kind of like I saw this meme in that group that we're both part of the. Alessandra Tor group um, yeah. about Goodreads and how it's like it's, it was like Simba and Mufasa and it was like what's that shadow land and he's like that's Goodreads we don't go there like oh my gosh, yeah. yes. it's like that but like for everyone that's how I feel about that's it Twitter yeah I love it when I like see like individual things mm-hmm. here and there but I'm like no I don't I don't want to I don't want to be there. I don't want to be here no. I don't this sounds like a party no. I don't want to be at yeah <laughs> this is awful I yeah that's me yeah so I completely understand. I am not on Twitter. I think I have like two Twitter accounts that are inactive that I haven't tweeted on in like five years or something. But that's okay. They're there. They're 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 there if I need them. Yes. Yeah. If I just if something comes to me at three in the morning and I need to tell the world, they're there. That yeah. see that is something Twitter is good for. Although mm-hmm. you can do that on Instagram too. That's what that is true. Yeah. You just have to put a picture with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But stick it on your stories and like. That's true. Yeah. You, stream you your can. profound moment. Oh my God, you can. And yeah. Your snake handling, faith healing that you're gonna go investigate. Oh God. <laughs> I know. I really want to do that. I want to go. Um, I think that Jay said that there was going to be some kind of. Um, there was actually going to be a flat Earth. Um. I'm sorry, what? Flat Earth Convention in like Dallas. Tickets are $200. Why? $200. No. I saw this button that I really want and it's, it says, uh, it says NASA on it. And then it says the earth is round. We checked. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I I can't get with the flat earth thing. No, I I just can't. I can't do it. And I've met people, like, I did not think I would mm-hmm. know people in my everyday life who believed that, and I met somebody who was. Girl, same. And I'm just like, were you dropped on your head? <laughs> yeah. Did your mama not love you and not vaccinate yeah. your ass? Is this is <laughs> That's what, your vaccine injury. <laughs> is, this is what's yeah. going on. Oh, my God. I kind of want to go to the convention. I know, right? I, like, I just want to see what they're saying, like. I don't know. I just, like, the people watching right. would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And what's, what's interesting about it is, you know, I mean, you could, you could make jokes and stuff about the people and stuff, but it's people like it's everyday people. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about like, we're at that 
point in time where one time Marissa said something that I laughed at originally. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, holy shit, she's right. (laughs) Um, And what she had said was, we are one generation away from a group of people who will start suing their parents for what has been posted about them on social media. Yes. And I think that is absolutely true. Oh, no. I think about that every Mm -hmm. day. Everything I ever write, like articles I write about my kids, what Mm -hmm. I post on Facebook. Yeah. I am very aware of they're going to hit 20 and be like, mom, you fucked me up for life. I'm taking you to court. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's going to be an interesting time to be alive in about 20 years. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be weird. But, but yeah. So anyway, have you got anything else for him? Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, all right. You guys can follow the podcast on, on Instagram at Irioki. Facebook is the same and, uh, join the Facebook group. Cause that's where I'm going to post that article about the Peter Popoff, uh, magic spring water stuff. Um, and you can also follow me at scrappy little thing on Instagram. If you want to follow my personal slash writing stuff. So that's all y'all stay spooky.